This is Where I'm At, a podcast on health, wellness, and yoga. I'm Lauren D'Angelo. I'm a yoga teacher, writer, and a marketer, and I will be doing the interviewing of my teachers on this podcast. The important people in my life who have taught me and helped me and shaped my life into what it is today. If you listen to this podcast, you can expect to hear talks on health, wellness, yoga, and lifestyle. This is a fun, lighthearted podcast where my hope is you learn something new that you can take away and implement in your life. Plus, you get the added bonus of getting to know local yoga teachers and those in the health and wellness field in the Boston area and beyond. I am here today with one of my favorites. I'm here with the founder and owner of Universal Power Yoga, Jen Palmer. Hi, Jen. Hi, Lauren. <laughs> so um, most of you know that I teach at Universal Power Yoga, and I've been teaching at UPY now for five years. Um, maybe it's six, actually, Jen. I think it's six years. So I think one year mm-hmm. after you opened is when I moved back from Baltimore and I started taking classes at UPY and um, I've been with UPY ever since. So thank you for taking the time to join us today. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, like we've been we've been talking about having you on for so long and we both just have, you know, busy schedules and it just hadn't worked out, but I feel like the timing now is is perfect for this. Yeah, definitely. It feels good to me too. It's, yeah, totally. Yeah. So I thought, or we thought that we would have you on to first and foremost, kind of talk about your journey into being a studio owner now for seven years. Um, just mm-hmm. celebrated seven in June, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Hard to believe. <laughs> June, right. And then talk a little bit about, um, you know, recently, obviously the change, the changes that have happened in the world with 2020 and and um, how, you know, UPY has still continued to, to thrive and um, be an ever cohesive community um, through it all. And I, I think it's really important to, um, to talk about, you know, how, how we've just continued to, to move forward as a, a team, a teaching team, but then also as practitioners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love to. I mean, when I take a step back and I think about my journey into becoming a studio owner, it literally, it feels like so long ago, (laughs) it feels Mm -hmm. like decades ago. Um, Before I was a studio owner, I was in the corporate world. I went to business school. I went to Bentley actually. And so I was kind of on this corporate track and I, I was in my MBA and I was, um, really stressed out. It was a very stressful time. I was working a consulting job. I was commuting to Rhode Island from Bill Ricca. So I had quite a commute. Oh, wow. And I was just under a lot of stress. Uh, my parents were getting divorced. It was like a four year uh, divorce. And so it was kind of at the tail end of that. So I was really like emotionally drained. And I, um, I was hurting, I had like runner's knee and you know, you're a runner. Yeah. So I had runner's knee from running a lot that's how I'd kind of manage my stress and so I ended up not being able to run a marathon that I thought I was going to run because my knee hurt so much and I googled how to help my runner's knee google told me to try yoga Mm -hmm. I tried yoga and that very first class I knew it was going to be a big part of my life and I would sometimes like fantasize about having a yoga studio, but it just didn't seem like it was very realistic at the time because I was on this corporate path, but I just knew yoga would be a really big part of my life. And so the more I practiced, the more I wanted to share yoga with other people. I ended up doing my teacher training a couple of years later. And um, basically I was, I was in this corporate world um, doing finance and accounting work and some risk management stuff. I was an audit, internal audit, external audit. And, you know, a bunch of different roles. But while I was in the corporate world, I kind of had, you know, my passion was yoga, was teaching yoga, practicing yoga. And so that, you know, the daydream of having a studio just was kind of like always there. But I thought it was going to be something I would do later on in life, like, you know, way later when I like retired and maybe I had a lot of money and I want, and then at that point, (laughs) at that point I would open a little studio and it would be like my, my hobby. Um, but what happened was I, I, so I moved to the Norwood area and I was looking for 
a studio that that had a, a really um, big community and I was looking for something really special something that would kind of mimic um, prana power yoga which was where I came from and prana was, was my home studio um, at the time there they've been acquired by yoga works and I'm not sure the current status of their studios now but that was my home studio so when I moved to Norwood I was looking for something similar and the more I was looking the more I couldn't find it and then I, I started really kind of thinking about having a studio. And what happened was I, I had a lease in my hand. Um, I wanted, I, I actually was looking in Norwood Center initially. I really wanted that space and it just didn't work out um, for whatever reason. So I was kind of, you know, discouraged a little bit. And then I found the space that, that we have currently. And I remember I had the lease in my hand for this new space. It was, it was a nice space. I really liked it. It was on route one. It is on route one. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got really busy at work. And I remember vividly, Lauren, I had a lease in my hand one day and I basically made a decision that I wasn't going to do it. Mm. And I remember, I remember this morning so clearly because I, I like kind of threw the lease like on the dining room table. Mm-hmm. And I told my husband, we're not going to do this. It's too much of a risk. Like I'm too busy. I'm not going to do this right now. So mm-hmm. I remember just like, throwing it on the table. That day I went to work and it was the day of the Boston Marathon. And it was the day that um, the, the bombings bombing happened. Yeah. And I think you've heard my story. You've heard this. <laughs> so yeah. I, I remember like it was Boston Marathon, which was great. Yay. You know, all exciting. I love, I always loved the, watching the runners and everything. But then I remember this guy, Barry came into my office and he's like, you need to see what's on Twitter. And it was on Twitter first. And it was like showing like the bombings and mm-hmm. we didn't even know what it was, but we saw like the smoke and the, the, you know, the frantic energy of what was happening. And I literally took it as a sign from the universe. Like mm-hmm. life is too short. Like life is short and we have to do what we, what we're being called to do. And I knew that yoga and sharing yoga was my passion. And I literally knew that day that I was going to open the studio. I knew it. I knew it. So I went home that day and I told my husband that, and I just said, we're doing this. He didn't even see the lease, but I said it with such conviction. I was like, we're doing this. And he said, okay, he didn't even see the lease. He didn't even see the space line. And I went like pretty much that week and I went and I signed the lease (laughs) (laughs) and nobody else even saw it. Like, I was just like, I'm doing this. And it was one of those things. Like, it's like those rare times in life when you just know. Yeah. And I just knew. And, um, and so that was that. And, you know, all the, the, I did both for a while, for a year and a half, I did corporate and I did the studio ownership. And then it got to the point where it got busy and I needed to either hire a manager or do what I actually wanted to do. So I decided to make the leap and, and I never looked back since. I, it was one of the best decisions I ever made. Um, it helps you PY, you know, grow because I was able to really focus on it. And my 10 years in the corporate world were not wasted, which was one of my fears going into it. I actually feel like I've leveraged my MBA and all my oh, yeah. skills like in this new role. And so it's it's been a really beautiful way to incorporate my business background with my passion for yoga. And I think that um, I feel so blessed and lucky that I've been able to do it. That's so great. Yeah. I feel like the Boston marathon bombing is one of those instances where everybody remembers exactly where they were. Um, Mm -hmm. I just, I feel like you you just can't forget. I was actually living in California at the time and, and it's a, it's kind of a wild story, but I normally am at the Boston Marathon. I, I'm in Heartbreak Hill every every year since since I've run, and uh, which was a, a little over. It was like almost 20 years ago now, and that was the only year, the one year I was was wow. not. I was on the West Coast. Yeah, and so it was one of those instances where I woke up the next day and I was like, I I got to find a way to get back to the East Coast. <laughs> mm-hmm. wow. So that started my journey to kind of to know that it was, it was time to head back towards the East coast. But I mean, I, I love my, my time on the West coast was, you know, definitely a life changing because my yoga grew exponentially while I was out there. So, you know, I feel like all things in due time, right. You'll know, you know, you know, if you just listen and tune in. And I think people think that, um, you know, those of us that say that all the time might be, you know, a little out there, but I, you know, I know that you 
genuinely agree that if you just get quiet and listen, you just, you just know, you know, and you don't rush and you pace yourself and you really make sure the answers just come. They just find a way, you know? It's so true. Yeah. And it's kind of like, you have to like, not worry about what other people think at yes. some point too. Cause I remember like some people in my family were really nervous about it. They didn't, they told me not to do it. It was too big of a risk. And you know, and it, it actually really upset me at the time. I'm like, well, you don't believe in me. Like, I, you know, mm-hmm. I know I can do this and you kind of have to just like, listen to yourself at the end of yeah. the day. <laughs> Cause you know, I'm so happy that I didn't listen to those people. And, but at the same time, I had a lot of people who said, yeah, Jen, like, go for it. I know you can do it. And it really just depends on, you know, being true to yourself, because if you're passionate about something, you're going to make it work, um, or at least give it your best shot. And I think, you know, even if it doesn't work out or pan out the same way you thought it would, everything's a great learning experience. So you know, we live, we learn, and I think we can always kind of change and adapt, which is what we're getting really good at doing these days. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I feel like you do have to, at some point, kind of not pay attention and put your head down and kind of say, no, like, I'm going to I'm gonna trust myself. And I also think that I recently was um, talking to somebody who, who said, I feel like we spend so much of our time worrying about what's the worst thing that could happen, right? So like, here you are, you know, you were young. This was seven years ago. You're still in your 20s, yes, at the time, weren't you? I was, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, you know, you're, you're in, you have a great corporate job and like really the worst that could happen is it doesn't work and you go back into the corporate world, right? So like, mm-hmm. but, but if you think about it, if you start to think about things the other way, like what is the best thing that could happen, right? So like, this is the best thing that could happen, right? You made, you basically made sure that what it was that you were going after is exactly where, where you landed. And I feel like so much of that is based on mindset versus focusing on the fear of, oh, you're losing your job. Therefore you're, you know, you're going to leave your job. Therefore you're losing your steady income. Therefore, you know, it's going to be super scary because you're going to not have any money. It's like, no, I know that life is too short and I need to spend every day focused on what it is that I'm passionate about and go after my dream. That was your positive mindset to move you towards the best thing that could happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, people who know me well, like, no, you know, I'm big on affirmations. Yeah. And I had my affirmation cards all over my house. Like, <laughs> I still do, especially during these COVID times. I, I believe mindset is everything. And, you know, life is going to throw us curveballs. There's no doubt about it. And there's always going to be challenges. So it's really about like what we focus on and how we protect our energy and, you know, what, how we spend our time. Um, I think all of this makes a big difference, but yeah, I mean, like when you get quiet or when you daydream and get, or whenever you have free time, it's like wherever your mind goes or whatever you're researching. Like I was always researching yoga and yoga studios and, you know, I, so I just felt really called to do it. And, um, I think like the best thing that we can do while we're here on earth is like, follow that, you know, but do it in a smart way. Like I said, I did keep my corporate job for a year and a half. And I did that because I did not want to rely on the studio for money. I didn't want it to be about the money. I wanted it to be about sharing yoga with, with the community. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to be stressed about money. So I worked my tail off that year and a half. (laughs) I think I got more sleep with a newborn than I did that year. (laughs) Um, But yeah, because I was working my full-time job. And then I was basically like trying to get the business off the ground, the studio off the ground. So I didn't sleep that much. But the work, the yoga studio work didn't feel like work. That was fun for me. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't about the money. It was just because I wanted to do it. So that's like how UPY was created um, from that place of like, this isn't about the money. This is about the heart and the soul and helping people Mm -hmm. sharing yoga because yoga helped me tremendously find some peace. Like the first time in a long time, I felt inner peace on my mat. And I wanted to share that with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think especially now fast forward to COVID times and it's like, we are, we're helping people so much. And Um, anytime I have a tough day or, you know, when I think back on like March, March was a really hard month when we proactively closed about a week before the governor mandated that we close, we were already closed as you know. Yeah. And 
I'm so thankful for you, Lauren, because you helped me launch our virtual studio pretty much overnight, <laughs> um, which is still incredible to me. Um, but that month in general was was really trying and emotional and stressful. And it, it felt like, you know, it felt really heavy. And I, I remember crying a lot that month. I would just like cry at the drop of a pin. Like someone would look at me and I would just start crying. And um, oh, it was so hard, you know, like we had to close the studios. We just opened Rentham. Um, for those of you who don't know, we just opened our second studio in Rentham, which was like three years in the making. We finally opened October 5th of 2019. And then five and a half months later, on March 13th, we had we pro proactively chose to close our doors temporarily for the safety and the well-being of our staff and our students. Mm -hmm. um, and that was a hard decision. That was a really hard decision, especially because a lot of people, or not people, but other businesses and studios were still open. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't cut and dry. It wasn't, you know, it, and I, I did have some fear, like, is UPY, like, we're closing, you know, are we going to make it through? Like, what does this even mean? There wasn't really like a lot of context at the time. It was just kind of like, I felt like this is what we needed to do. Um, so then the good news is that we did launch the virtual studio and that was super successful. It took the weight off of me. Um, the team, our team has banded together so strongly. I feel like in a lot of ways we're connected more than we've ever been. Um, April, May, June, you know, we were really just making these great online classes. We were continuously improving upon them. Um, and then July and August, you know, we've been doing the outdoor classes, which has been phenomenal, super yeah. successful. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like, you know, being a studio owner, I feel like nothing really prepares you for the things to come. That's uh, even pre-COVID and now that we're in these COVID days, it's like we're you know, you're always learning and growing. And I'm just so grateful for, for the experiences that I've had and for our community and our team, because I, I know that I couldn't do it alone. And it's really just about helping people and staying on our mission. Yeah. And then talk a little bit about like, cause I know Rentham, as you said, wasn't open very long, but through this time, um, we still, our communities, both in Norwood and in Rentham, um, still really strong. I mean, we still have a really strong community in both considering that one of them was only open for six months. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, our community is amazing. They, they are absolutely incredible. Um, they just keep showing up and we show up for them. So I think being consistent with whatever you're doing is so key. Mm -hmm. Um, but we've been communicating a lot throughout all of it and they're standing with us. So we're just going along with, you know, the, the COVID trends, doing the best we can to keep everybody healthy mm -hmm. and also, you know, keep the studio going and, and make sure UPY is viable. Yeah. Um, UPY, you know, we're doing things differently. Everything is different since COVID, um, yeah. but our mission is the same and our mission is to provide high quality yoga and share the benefits of yoga with our community. Yeah. And then one of the things that you and I spend a lot of time talking about is the, the silver linings, right? And so this has been, this has been something that I've been on a mission to make sure that we absolutely like communicate in all facets, but um, there really have been quite a number of silver linings um, since, since COVID, right? Yeah, of course, absolutely. The whole world has changed. It feels like we're upside down and that there's so much uncertainty and, and fear and unknown and, and ab absolutely. But I also feel like there's, there's been other things that have happened that um, are just worth sharing. You know, I, I specifically know that there were some practitioners that have reached out to either me or you and have said, you know, I was always really intimidated to step into a studio because I didn't know whether or not I would be able to practice because I don't know the poses and it scared me. It made me nervous. But now that I've been practicing at home on my mat, I feel confident that when Universal Power Yoga does open, that I will show up and I will walk into a studio. And that's happened quite a bit for us, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm blown away by the number of new students we had. Um, actually in July, we had 24 new students. Wow. I know. So I think part of it's word of mouth. 
um, referrals. And then there are people who have been wanting to try yoga for a long time who never had the time. And now that they're not commuting into Boston, you know, they, they're finding an hour to themselves where they can try a yoga class and that it's outside or it's online. It's more accessible than, you know, going to the studio or, or less scary, I guess, for, for new clients. Mm-hmm. Um, even though we're not scary at all. Yeah. Everybody's welcome. <laughs> it's always this running joke that, you know, when I, when I talk to people, I tell people I'm a yoga teacher, they say, oh, I'm not, I'm not good at yoga. I'm not flexible. Or I don't, I'm too scared to go to yoga because I don't know the poses and I'm not flexible. And, and it's, I feel like it's consistently having to debunk this idea that you have to be flexible in order to, to do yoga when it's actually just the reverse, right? You don't start out flexible, just like you don't start out as, you know, somebody who has muscles all over their body before you come become someone who, um, you know, is a, is a bodybuilder, right? It's right. that same, it's that same idea, but we spend a lot of time trying to debunk that idea. That concept. Absolutely. <laughs> it's really kind of <laughs> funny. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it is interesting how people think, I mean, yoga, I think yoga is a little bit elusive. People don't really know what to expect. They don't know what it, they don't know what a yoga studio looks like or feels like there's just so much variability too with the heat and everything. So we, we do find that word of mouth is helpful and our, our monthly members are our greatest ambassadors because they do bring friends along or family members. Mm. Um, so one of the silver linings is that we've had people who were monthly members with us and have moved to Georgia yeah. or Hawaii. You know, I'm thinking of real members right now, Georgia, Hawaii, other places in the country who are practicing with us now again online. Um, and one of them is actually taking our 300 hour teacher training, Catherine, you know, mm-hmm. um, she's taking our 300 hour teacher training because it's a hybrid model and she'll fly back for some of the weekends to be in person with the group. And then the rest of the time she'll be online, which, yeah. you know, is a beautiful silver lining in all of this. So we've had people who, um, are new to the, cl- new to the studio who will hopefully stay with us. We've had people return who moved away. We've also had some people practicing with us who have always been students at UPY, but probably only came in, you know, once a week or maybe even less than that, maybe a couple times a month. And they've converted into monthly members because they're able to practice every single day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we do the recordings, we have seven day recordings, which is very generous. Um, but we do that for a reason. We do that to make our yoga classes accessible. Mm-hmm. So people can take class live with us online. They could take the recording if, if they need to. I know a lot of people, cause I check when people are watching the recordings and it's so funny. People take our recordings at like three in the morning or six in the morning wow. or like midnight, you know, whenever they have time, it's like people are taking our classes all around the clock yeah. <laughs> and they could never do that before. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, so that's the silver lining. Absolutely. And we had, didn't we have one student who, when we were like in the height of quarantine, right? Cause like, as you mentioned, um, we kind of teamed up when we were on a mission. So I remember it was Friday the 13th when essentially we were like shut down as a, as a country, it was Friday the 13th. And then that Sunday, you and I worked to get our very first online class up and running, which was that slow flow major class that still exists today. But we, we decided to start with that one because basically nobody could sleep. Nobody was sleeping, right? Like (laughs) nobody was sleeping. And so, um, that first class that we had offered, it was free, right? Just like a normal rollout. Like you normally do when you put a new schedule on a new class on the schedule, you offer it for free. And I remember you and I were both like, I was teaching it and we were talking right before because we were testing all the, the tech and you were like, oh, by the way, there's some like astronomical number, like 90 people signed up. And I was like, what? Like, I, <laughs> I was like, why'd you tell me that? Now I'm super nervous. <laughs> yes, I remember that. I sent it an email and I'm like, we're doing this. Everybody get on. And sure enough, <laughs> they came on and going back to the community. I mean, they just are so flexible with us. Like we have yes. to pivot and they pivot with us. Yes. But that was, yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. So we, we've had, we had one person in the community and probably is more than one who has practiced over a hundred times since the height of quarantine, right? So like since quarantine happened, 
she was she's taken a hundred classes with us now it's more than that there's more yeah there's probably like a bunch there's probably 10 people now at least who have taken classes because I know some people are taking a class every single day and it's what grounds them during this time of uncertainty Mm -hmm. you know there's so much uncertainty there's so much fear um, there's so much stress. People, I think, generally just have more anxiety now than ever before. And so taking a yoga class, for me personally, even speaking, you know, from my experience, really does help to ground you and uplift you at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it helps us to relax, to calm, to like focus on our breath, to slow down, mm-hmm. to just reconnect with this moment and all of that, you know. It, some of it sounds kind of cliche or whatever, but it, you have to experience it to understand it. And then once you kind of experience what a yoga class can do for you, you want more of it and you want it to be part of your daily routine. And I can tell the people who are, are doing this, like they, they literally say to, to me and to you, I know people have said to you as well, how much yoga has helped their quarantine and, and really helped their mental stability. Um, but everything works together, as we know, you know, your physical health, your mental health, emotional health. And so during those first couple of days of COVID, I was like making myself get on my mat because it would help me um, kind of just process what was going on. And I always felt better after I, after I practiced. Yeah, so. absolutely. I mean, there is, there is scientific research behind what actually happens when you, when you do practice, right? There's, there's the, I always reference the, um, the brain scans of what somebody's brain looks like before you do yoga and then the brain scans of what it looks like and, and the brain activity after you do yoga and you know the amount of oxygen that that is renewed in in your bones and in your body and in your bloodstream and and it just it al- it aligns everything together right so there is like there's data behind it that's worth mentioning absolutely Mm-hmm. Yep, that's so true. Um, okay, cool. So then the other thing, any other silver linings you want to talk about, by the way? Um, I guess an obvious one. Well, maybe it's obvious, maybe not. It's just that we're able to reach people where they're at and provide our high quality yoga classes and yoga experiences through so many different ways. So before we were just in the studio or in studios, both of them. And now we are successfully online and we are successfully outdoors. And as you know, we plan to keep those going. So, you know, we're going to, when it's safe and when it makes sense to, we're going to go back in studio in some way. We're still figuring out those exact details, but we'll keep the outdoor going and we'll keep online going and things will shift and change. I'm sure the way that we do it will change as we go. Um, Because we're continuously in this process of seeing like what makes sense and how can we do this differently or better, Um, especially from the client experience, what do they want, but I do believe that we'll be able to meet people where they're at and and while we continue down this path of navigating COVID um, over the next year or, or however long it is, I think we'll be able to provide yoga to people in all three ways, which is a silver lining because we can reach more people. And we can do it in a way that is, you know, accessible and flexible for them. So people who need to take classes online because, you know, they don't have a car or because they live far away from the studio or they have young kids or for any reason, they can do it online. People who want to be, you know, in in direct contact or, you know, with um, in human experience, like together um, with the community, they can be with us either outside or in the studio. So I think I do think that's a beautiful silver lining that we as a team and a community have expanded in a sense in our offerings. Yeah, totally. I mean, especially for, you know, those extroverts that do need the connection with people. You know, I'm certainly one of them, right? Like I I I definitely dabble in both. I, I'm really good at being an introvert, but that can only go so long for me until I have to pick my head up and be like, okay, where are the people? <laughs> Where's the energy? And so you know, the the idea that we're gonna be able to offer both and and even when um, you know, as a community, when we were kind of holding that space right at the beginning digitally, one of the things that I feel like 
also set us apart is that we were we were doing um, you know mat chats right so it wasn't only just asana we were just holding space and even before we would start the asana practice it would be like hey how are you like how are you doing and being able to connect that friendly face with somebody that you already knew prior to COVID it just made a difference to to really have that close knit community to be like hey you know what. I'm not doing that great today and, and have it be like, okay, like, how can we help? We're here, right? For each other, right? Not just as, as teachers. There were times where I was logging on and being like, I, I'm, I'm not feeling it, but I can't wait to see all of you and, and to still teach and be here. This has been the highlight of my day, right? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a huge part of it too. I mean, I think we've all slowed down in a sense. Well, some people, not all, because I know some people are, are busier than ever with work and with what everything that they're doing. So um, I think things have changed for everybody in different ways. And so for the people who have slowed down and have more time on their hands, that can be a good thing because they have more time to focus on, you know, their health or their family or whatever they want to focus on. But sometimes slowing down can be really challenging because things can come up. Yes. Um, and so when, when we're processing what's happening, you know, it, it can help be helpful to have some type of anchor or community that you trust and you relate to, yeah. you know, people have taken our classes for seven years, <laughs> so they know us and they can pop on. I actually had an experience just recently, my class last week, I had a regular student come on and I could tell that she was a little bit like not herself. Mm. Um, she was just, she just didn't look herself. She wasn't like really talkative in, in the check-in before or after class but she was there and she practiced and she had a beautiful practice and then after I reached out to her and I just said hey just checking in I just like thanks for being in class I just wanted to um, see how you're doing and she was she appreciated that so much and we had a little bit of a you know a conversation back and forth and she's having a hard time and she just said I needed that class so much mm -hmm. um, so I was like you know what I'm so happy that you came on it was so good to see you and just kind of holding space for each other and that's really what it's all about because we're all human we're all going to have good days and not so good days but we remind each other to to ride it out and to keep going um, to take rest when we need to and then to keep going in a way that that feels good for us so I think this community is just everything to so many people and that's really what what drives me to going to figure it out you know and um part of me is like I, I'm, I'm so happy that um that we did open Rentham because initially for the first couple of months I was like oh like what bad timing you know that we opened another studio and then we had to close it less than six months later but now with a little bit more wisdom a few months out from it I actually feel like the timing was beautiful because so many people in the Rentham area are taking our classes and it's helping them. And people new to yoga too, people who had never done yoga before UPY opened in Rentham. Now our monthly members, they're taking our classes consistently. And one took my outdoor class the other day and said how much she's been loving the classes. Um, so if we're helping people, you know, it's all worth it. That's right. That's totally right. Yeah, I agree. That's it's definitely a silver lining knowing that Rentham rent them open and there was a community that was built and now like you said they're very active out with you know participating outside and attending classes and then the um the other thing that we we had started was uh, a scholarship fund right another silver lining do you want to talk a little bit about that too sure i'd love to the scholarships are something that i don't really talk about a lot um I, you know, for no reason, really, it's just something that we kind of do like behind the scenes at UPY. So basically, we, we've been putting together these scholarships with your help, Lauren, your donation classes since COVID kind of came to the forefront of what we were dealing with here. We've had these donation classes and giving back has always been a part of my mission. It's part of the yoga philosophy, uh, SEVA, selfless, selfless service has always been part of what we do every single year. Um, and so in this challenging time, it really made sense for us to find ways to give back to our, our members. Mm -hmm. And our members could be new members coming in who wanna practice yoga or members who have been with us for a while. So basically we, we created the scholarship um, with the money raised from your, your donation classes. So thank you. <laughs> um, and we work together. I love collaborating with you on ideas like this. Um, because we've helped, I, I, I need to check the count, but I think it's probably over a dozen people 
we've provided either one or two months of free yoga to them. Basically, anyone who has either reached out to cancel or suspend their membership uh, due to financial strain um, or anyone who has applied for this scholarship membership has, has gotten it. And so it's our way of, of helping people, you know, when people need it most. And like we just talked about a few minutes ago, I do feel like people need yoga right now. Mm. So if the only reason preventing them from taking our classes is the finances, then we're going to figure out a way to help them out. And, um, and I can tell you that they've been so grateful, so, so grateful. Cause it's like a surprise. They don't expect it. Um, yeah. So I say, I tell them, you know, we're awarding you a, a scholarship <laughs> and let's check in at the end of the month or at the end of two months and, and just see where you're at. And I hope things get better for you. I hope things get better for everybody um, soon. So oh. yeah, it's been I a beautiful way to offer yoga back to the community. That's right. Absolutely. And I think it's so, like you said, I think during this time, it's so super important for us to really come together as a community. And I think all of these things, you know, are definitely a tribute to, to you and to how you, how you run Universal Power Yoga and how you do pull together community. And it is about, it is not, you know, it's, it's about community and offering yoga and making yoga accessible to everybody, even when, you know, it's, it doesn't seem like it would be accessible for them at, in that moment. Um, if they need it, it's, it's there. There's a way that it, it can still happen. That's right. Yep. And uh, our members get one free guest per month. They, they always have, they still do. So that's another way that our members get to bring in someone, they get a free guest, you know, so they get to share yoga with others. Um, but yeah, there's, there's lots of things that we kind of do. And, and I'm always open to new ideas to make yoga more accessible, mm -hmm. um, to bring yoga into the community. Yeah. And then I want you to talk about, um, we have decided as a team to still move forward with teacher training, which I am super stoked about because as you've said, and I completely concur, I think that right now the world needs more yoga than ever. And so um, the thought and idea of being able to, you know, help train um, those that want to teach to teach right now is some work that I, I absolutely cannot wait to do and feel like there's such a purpose behind it even more than I've ever felt. Um, I've always loved being a teacher and I know the people on the team have always loved to teach, but it feels just the purpose feels a little bit stronger right now. And so, um, you know, we, we've talked a number of times, the lead trainers came together and, and we decided that we were going to move forward. Do you want to talk a little bit about when teacher training is starting and, and what our approach is looking like and the importance of being fluid during this time? <laughs> No, so many people are asking for the exact format and it's just so hard to say because we don't know. Um, so we're being versatile throughout the training uh, planning, but yeah, I love working with you and our other faculty for planning the teacher trainings. We've, as you know, we've successfully um, transformed our training. I like to use that word transformed because it does feel like a transformation in a sense that we've, we were fully in person. And then um, February, March, we went fully online. And now we're kind of transforming into this hybrid model where we plan to have in-person sessions as long as possible or as much as possible, um, considering all the, the COVID trends. As, you know, as we go, we'll always kind of keep our eyes and ears open to see what makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then we'll also always offer the online option as well. So we will have in-person sessions, but if someone doesn't feel comfortable coming in person due to their own reasons um, with regards to COVID or anything, we'll be able to Zoom them in and we'll be able to provide it both uh, virtually and in person. So this is a unique model and I feel like it's a really good one because it gives the the tribe, you know, the teacher tribe or the, the trainees who are in the program, that sense of bonding with each other, the yeah. friendships that always come along with training. And I feel like if it's fully online, you know, we can do a good job, a really good job actually with, with the virtual sessions, cause they're still live and we're still seeing them real time. Mm -hmm. um, but we're going to try our best to, to be in person, whether it's outside or maybe we rent like a bigger space or something, but, um, we'll figure that out, you know, as we go. So I'm super excited. And the, the response has been amazing. We're doing these information sessions weekly and we have 12 already signed up 
um, for the 200 hour and we have 13 signed up for our 300 hour. So just a few more spots left in the 300 hour. Yeah. Awesome. And then I'm super excited about it. And I do think that again, you know, going back to exactly how you were talking about how we're teaching asana classes, right? How we're teaching the, the regular yoga classes where, you know, we're doing some in-person outdoor right now. And then we're also offering it digitally. It's that same idea as you move into the teacher training. And I think that, you know, being fluid and knowing that as, as this situation changes and as the world changes, we'll continue to adapt and pivot as we need to, but we'll do it, you know, with the safety of, of the teachers and the students in mind. And also knowing that, you know, we want it to be something where we're not changing all the time, but it's like a slow, smart, progressive change that um, is going to benefit everybody and, and be, be fruitful in the end. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Cause there's a ripple effect. <laughs> we yeah. always talk about this ripple effect and it's so true that <laughs> we can make the world a better place. Um, so we're serving people, we're providing yoga classes, but then we also are training our passionate yoga practitioners, how to teach yoga, how to share yoga with others. And then they become empowered to make a positive impact on their communities or their families and friends. So, you know, we're helping them help others. And it's this continuous, you know, ripple effect of sharing yoga and the yoga practice, as you said earlier, I mean, it's proven to help. Yoga is over 5,000 years old. Um, The poses are, you know, just over 200 years old, but the philosophy and the breath work and the meditation is, is really, you know, rooted from India and it's come over and it's, it's proven to change the gray matter of the brain and to, you know, um, bring the body back into a more calm state um, to reduce the cortisol hormone, the stress hormone, and to bring us back into this relaxed, healthy, balanced state. So when we teach others how to teach yoga, it's not just like teaching a yoga class. I think it's a really big deal and I'm really proud of it. I'm so proud of it that we do this and that we're going to continue to do it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then I always like to ask um, everybody who comes on, right? Who, who are your teachers and why? <laughs> I love this question. I, I know I've heard your, I listened to your podcast line, so I knew, I thought you'd probably ask me this. Yeah. Yeah. So all of my experiences are my teachers and I really feel like every experience I have, I learn something from, at least that's always my intention. Um, but at this point, I really feel like I'm learning from my life most. And I journal a lot. I read a lot of books and I'm just inspired by every experience I have, whether that's a yoga class with you, you're my teacher, (laughs) or with anyone on our team, everybody's my teacher. Um, And I feel like my family are are definitely is my teacher. So whether I'm trying to negotiate with like a one year old or a four year old, um, (laughs) or I'm trying to navigate this, this global pandemic, right? Like, I feel like everything is giving me a new perspective. And from learning new perspectives, I get to really learn um, Ralph Gates is one of my teachers. I love him as well and his books and his teachings. And he says, it's better to understand than to be understood. Yeah. And that's a big one for me because like we said earlier, like we're not going to please everybody. And it's sometimes it's just not worth the energy to always explain yourself to everybody. But instead, you know, what's more important is to just do what's true for you. So I, you know, I, I operate from a place um, that's from my heart, knowing that I'm helping people and just trying to navigate um, my life, all the ups and the downs and the good and the not so good. And just trying to do what makes most sense for me and our, our community and my family. So I really do see every experience as a teacher. It definitely is a teacher. Everything that we can take from it, you know, it, it, we, if we allow ourselves to be open enough to actually experience it, it can teach us and, it, and it's forward progression, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> It's funny. It's like, I don't think I'll ever say that I've learned enough. There's always something new to learn and there's always something new to understand. Mm -hmm. So it's just having this open mind of, you know, what can I learn from this and what can I, you know, how can I grow? It's all about growth. Yeah. Yep. And then your favorite quote, what's your favorite quote, quote right now, I should say, right? Changes all the time. It does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Since I was a little girl, I've always loved quotes. I had a little binder with quotes I'd cut out from magazines. I've always been a uh, quote person. Oh. <laughs> um, my favorite quote right now is, 
a Ram Dass quote. You can do it like it's a great weight on you, or you can do it like it's part of the dance. I love that. Oh my goodness. I love that one. I don't know if you listened to the one, um, to my podcast when I had Rianne on, but did you, I don't know if you heard it, but we, I didn't hear that one. We quoted you. We quoted you. She started to say the quote. She was like, my favorite quote right now is the grass is always greener where you water it. I love that. Yes. That was my quote for a long time. Yes. And Rianne was like, I don't know where it came from because I just know it from Jen. <laughs> that is really funny. That I love funny? that. Yeah. But I like your new one an awful lot too. Say it again. I like this one. <laughs> okay. So this is from Ram Dass. It's you can do it like it's a great weight on you or you can do it like it's part of the dance. I love that. I really, really like that quote. That's a great yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's so relevant, I think, for so many people. Um, you know, things can feel heavy. Mm-hmm. And being a studio owner or any small business owner or just going through this pandemic, no matter what your situation is, mm-hmm. can feel heavy. And so I like to think of it as, you know, it's part of the dance. And, you know, at this point, we've pivoted so many times that to pivot again is just not really a big deal. <laughs> like, yeah. at this point, I almost feel like nothing phases me because we're just going to do what we need to do. We'll pivot. We're, we're adapting. Yeah. Um, we're keeping everything kind of um, fluid. You know, safety is key. Of course, the safety of our teachers and our community is so important. And then we're balancing the safety with, um, with keeping the studio going. And it's all a balance. It's all part of the dance. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I, I think it's so absolutely true. And it's about mindset, right? It's about how you actually approach what it is that's in front of you, right? How can you shift your mind so that way, yeah, even though when you, you were saying it a couple moments ago, right? When we first started this, we, I, we were, all of us were crying. We weren't sleeping. We weren't crying. We weren't sure what was happening, right? And now we've, we've grown and we've changed our mindset and we've, we've shifted and adapted to kind of move forward and say, okay, like now that we kind of have an idea that this is going to be happening and we're not completely sure what to expect, but we're going to, we're going to be okay. And we're going to get through it. And I think that that speaks a lot to resilience and mindset mm-hmm. and a little bit of trust too, right? A little bit of trust of like, okay, we're going to get through this together. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And nobody's alone. If you, if anyone out there listening to this feels alone, just reach out to us. Like we're here for you. Um, and, and remind yourself not to dwell on something, you know, if you have a a bad day, just try not to dwell on it. Wake up the next morning. It's a new day, a new sunrise, Mm. you know, new possibilities. And when you kind of have that mindset of not dwelling on anything and just being patient and pivoting and adjusting, um, you know, beautiful things can happen. Like our outdoor classes have been extremely successful. Our virtual classes, people are still showing up and those are successful. And, I just feel like if we keep kind of pivoting and, um, and, and treat it like a dance (laughs) and the more, the more we do this, the better we get at it too. So it becomes easier to make changes and, you know, we're not going to get down about anything. We're just going to keep moving, keep dancing, figure it out, Mm -hmm. um, and stick together. And I, I do feel so grateful for our team and our community because it's, it's really, it's, it's a tribute to everyone all working together, trusting each other. Um, sticking together. So yeah, it's just been a beautiful way that we've, we've all kind of gone through the ups and the downs that, that this journey has, has kind of shaken us up a little bit, but then we come out of it stronger. And I, I really believe that we all are getting more resilient. I love that word you just said. Yeah. Um, We're getting more resilient. We're getting more versatile. We're, we're learning how to adapt and how to change, even mm-hmm. when we don't really want to necessarily, yeah. and then, you know, and then finding the silver linings or finding something that can keep us going. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I agree. Yeah, I, I feel like it's, it's been um, quite a dance, even when at the beginning, I, I felt like I wasn't really steady on my feet. But now, you know, it's, we're, we're getting, we're, we're so fluid, um, that, you know, it's not really a weight on us anymore. We're, we're just pivoting and, and, and learning how to dance to keep going. So, totally. and then I always like to tell people, um, like my favorite story 
I there's I can't like I I don't think I can tell what just one I feel like you and I have like worked together for so long now and we've had so many just like amazing times and conversations and I don't know to support with each other but I will tell you that the other day I was going through some bags I was looking for something I was just like cleaning up which I also feel like a lot of people have been doing I was like going through a closet and I was like I just want to like give away some stuff that I don't need anymore. Like I have, I just have too much stuff. And I happened to come across a bag and at the bottom of the bag, there was a piece of paper. It was a card. And it was a card that you had written to me like Jen years ago. And I want to it. (laughs) Yep. It was really, really cool. And the quote on it um, said something to the effect of like, um, if it isn't okay, it isn't over. And, um, I remember like, it was just a really well-written card and I read through it and it was very like, you know, it was super inspirational and really supportive. And, and it just, it was a super touching card and a super touching moment. And I was like, wow, like we have just like really stuck together and we have like been through it. And it's so cool when you have that like realization with some that you like really know that you have somebody like no matter what, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. We rely on each other. I mean, we're the friendships that we make in the yoga community, I feel like are true friendships that can weather any storm. So yeah, yeah. I love that you found that card. <laughs> you can send me a picture of it later. <laughs> I will. I totally will. I'm going to find it again and I will totally send you a picture because I was like, wow, I can't believe I just found this. <laughs> it was totally, totally awesome. So, well, I'm so glad we finally had a chance to connect and I finally had a chance to have you on. Um, you know, and, and of course, anybody who's looking, they can always go to universal power yoga, sign up for a class. All the teachers there are totally amazing. Um, and if you have any questions, you can always email Janet info at universalpoweryoga.com. And then you're also on Instagram and on Facebook, um, also at universal power yoga. So you can, um, follow and, and tune in. And, and of course, now that the classes are, are digital, you can sign up for a class no matter where you are. And, um, you'll be able to, to take a class. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thank you so much, Lauren. Yeah. Thank we updated you. the website. So everything's really easy to navigate. If you want to take an online class or an outdoor class, we have those going now. We have um, a bunch of classes and 30 classes a week, live, you know, real classes. Um, it's the hybrid approach online and then outdoor. So definitely come find us, come take a class. If you're listening, come take a class with us. We'd love to have you. Yeah. Thank you so much, my love. I will, uh, I'm sure we'll talk like in two seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. Since you started this podcast, I've been like waiting for my turn. I'm so honored (laughs) grateful to be on here with you. And I consider you one of my good friends. So thank you so much. It's been so much fun connecting with you in this new way. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll talk to you soon. Have a good weekend. Okay. You too. Bye. Bye.